This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Good evening, everybody. I'm Pastor Andre. Welcome to all of those of you watching online in our different venues. Can we open in prayer this morning? I'm going to be teaching just for a few moments, and then we're going to go into time of celebration. I'm really grateful that you're here tonight to celebrate with us. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this evening in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you for what the Sunday has meant to so many people already, having Justice Mocheng Mocheng here, delivering a word in season. I pray, Lord God, that as I follow up with my own teaching tonight, that your people would be fed in Jesus' name. We have the opportunity to gather around your holy word that gives life and transforms. Tonight, in humility, we gather in the name of Jesus to submit ourselves to your word. May transform and change and bring life, dispelling every fear, causing faith to rise in every heart. We in advance give you alone the praise, the honor and glory for what will be accomplished. And Lord, if there's anyone that hears tonight's message that you are calling to enroll on Bible college, to submit themselves to a disciplined season of study of the scriptures, I pray, Lord God, that you provide the means for them and the desire to want to do it in Jesus' name. And all those who agreed said, Amen. I'd like to thank Apostle Fear, my spiritual dad, whom I've served for over 30 years, for the opportunity of ministering to you tonight. As I said, I'm not going to keep you long, but I really just want to stir you up, and then we've got, some, we've got some really special people with us tonight that we would like to honor. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Clean Bible, dirty Christian. Dirty Bible, clean Christian. We're going back to the basics, amen, bringing our Bibles to church. I guarantee you will grow 10 times faster making notes in your Bible and reading your Bible than you will an app. I took the time to ask several people that, have, that, 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 that stopped reading the Bible and started reading on their apps, how many of them can honestly feel like they've grown spiritually or regressed as a result of depending on app technology? And every single one of them said, they do not read as often as they used to, and it doesn't mean as much as it used to. So let's get our Bibles out. John chapter 1. And the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. Now, I don't have time to get into this, but there are two Greek words for the word, word, in the Bible. It's logos and it's rhema. The Greek word being referred to here is logos. When it says, in the beginning was the Word, it could read like this, in the beginning was the spoken Word. Or in the beginning was the written word. Now that's important as I go into verse 2. In the beginning was the word, and the word, again, Logos, was with God. Sorry, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now notice the very intentional personification of the spoken word spoken about in verse 1, verses 2. Notice what, the, notice what John says. Speaking about this word, he says, He... He, you see, this is not a book about a person. This is a person. You're never closer to Jesus than when you open the pages of the Bible. If ever you wonder how to get into the presence of Jesus, just get alone and open your Bible. Immediately you are in the presence of the Word. Amen? And so he goes on to say, He, which is the Word, and you'll notice I've 
put that in brackets on your scriptures on the overheads, and you might want to do that because we're going to be doing something very intentional tonight as we take a look at the written word of God, the Logos, and the Rhema, and the person of Jesus. They are inseparable from one another. It says, He, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him or through the Word. And without the Word, nothing was made that was made. In Him or in the Word was life. Can someone say this? My life is found in the Word. You see, now it's very, very important because people will say, My life is found in Christ or my life is found in Jesus. But more specifically, you need to understand that Jesus and his word are inseparable. And so when someone says my life is in Christ, many of them actually mean that it's, a, it's an existential understanding as opposed to something very practical and something we can access every single day, which is the Bible. So the Bible says nothing was made that was made in him or in the word was life. And I'll go to verse 12. But as many as have received the word, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name. You see, folks, it's not enough just to receive Jesus. We have to receive the word. We have to receive the Bible. It's one thing to submit to Christ, but I personally can't, don't believe you can submit to Christ without submitting to his word. We need to come back to the Word. It says, To them He gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in His name. And the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, folks, the truth is that Jesus Christ is God's personal Word to man. I'll say it again that Jesus Christ is God's personal word to man in the form of a relationship. You see, the unique power of God has been experienced by both believers and non-believers alike. J.B. Phillips, who gave us one of the first New Testament paraphrases, testifies to his own experience in carefully studying and translating scriptures. In the preface or preface of his work, he wrote the following. The present translator is continually struck by the living quality of the material on which he is working. Some will consider it merely superstitious reverence of holy writ. Yet again and again, the writer felt rather like an electrician rewiring an ancient house without being able to turn the mains off. You see, the moment you begin to understand that Jesus and his word are truly one, you'll begin to encounter and experience the ministry, the person, and the power of Jesus every time you open the pages of this book. What J.B. What JB was telling us was simply this, that every now and then as he was translating it, it's almost like he would get a shock. That was when the Logos became the rhema and something changed in their lives. Now, if you've ever got a shock before, you'll know exactly what it's like. And I love the picture he paints. It was like I was rewiring a house, and every now and then, zit, zit, you know, why? Because the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Can someone say amen? 
Now, if up until this point you still doubted whether Jesus and his word are one, take a look at what it says in Revelations chapter 19 and verse 13. The Bible says, He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name, whose name is this referring to? To Jesus. It says, And his name is called, what? The word of God. Now, with this understanding that Jesus Christ is the Word of God, and the Word of God is Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to be reading from verses 1 through to 10. And we'll pause along the way as the Spirit leads. It says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ. Now, we've already found out that Christ is the Word, right? And so what I want you to do intentionally in your Bible, I want you to write, whenever you see Christ, I want you to put in brackets the Word. Listen how different This reads, different but not different. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ or with the Word, set your sights on the realities of heaven where the Word sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about things, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with the Word in God. Now, in a moment, in my next illustration, I'm going to show you how someone discovered their life in the Word, but I discovered my life through the Word. And that's why the next portion of Scripture that I'll share with in a moment is very personal to me. But I want to read this verse again. It says, For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden. Real life is hidden with Christ or with the Word in God. Now, folks, let me tell you, If there is something real that's of value, there will always be a counterfeit. Some years ago, unbeknownst to me, I had a hundred rand note in my wallet. I didn't know that it was a counterfeit note. I'd obviously got it when I traded with someone, but because I didn't know how to identify a counterfeit from the genuine, I accepted it, placed it in my wallet, and then I was at a grocery store. It was only until I met someone who knew the difference between what is genuine, what is real, and what is a counterfeit that said to me, sir, you cannot transact with this note. It is counterfeit. In actual fact, she called a whole bunch of people and I had to fill out a report as to where this thing came from. But the truth of the matter is that although it looked like the real thing, it had no value whatsoever. And so when the Bible tells us in the book of Colossians that our real life is hidden It means there needs to be a disclosure, there needs to be a discovery, there needs to be a pursuit. What the Bible is telling, what Paul is telling the Christians in Colossians is that, listen, if it's on the level, if it's it's just on the surface, it's not the real thing. He says, your real life is hidden where? Your real life is hidden in the Word. And although people and many Christians are born again, because they haven't decided to devour and understand that their life is hidden within the Word, they are very haphazard about how they read and how they study Scripture. The revelation they receive is, how can I say, thin to say the least. It's a diet of Rice Krispies (laughs) as opposed to meat. Now listen to this. Special agents of the FBI in Quantico, Virginia, are trained in spotting counterfeit currency. Strongly enough, Strangely enough, <laughs> sorry, typo, 
I just thought that doesn't make sense. Strangely enough, they are not asked to study fake bills. Instead, they spend weeks poring over authentically minted money. The legal tender becomes their day-long study as they learn every detail of the country's treasury notes. The minister, sorry, the minted templates are the final authority. They are the standard on which it is considered legal and useful. Without that authority, without that standard, it would be so easy for various subtle errors to creep in to the nation's currency. Let me tell you, folks, when it comes to your life, don't spend time looking around you at what is counterfeit. Your real life is hidden with Christ right here in the Word. And just like those FBI agents study the authentic templates, whenever you come back here, you'll be able to spark and identify straight away when the enemy has something planned for you that is not according to the Word of God. Can someone say praise the Lord? You see, folks, apart from God's word, which is not only to be our standard, but source of life, the best we can ever hope for or settle with is a counterfeit that may look like the real thing. It may seem like the real thing. But when we stand before God one day and it is measured up against the word, it will be of no value and unusable. A Christian life separated from intense study and daily reading of the scriptures is a second-hand Christian experience. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. So now let us consider one example as I draw to a close. Let's consider just one example in the New Testament of how coming face-to-face -face with the living word transforms a man's life instantly. This encounter removes all doubt, and you will find out he had doubt. It removes all condescension. It removes all indifference. And most importantly of all, it removes all discrimination. We're about to read about a guy who had not yet come face to face with the Word of God. Now, granted, the Bible had not been written as yet, so the best he could have was a personal experience with Jesus, but we are about to find that to meet Jesus is to read the Word, and to read the Word is to meet Jesus. This man was, was filled with discrimination, and it's found in John chapter 1, verses 43. Let's read together. The next day, the Word decided to go to Galilee. You're going to be amazed the difference it's going to make to your Bible reading when you insert the Word every time Christ or Jesus is mentioned. It's not to take away from the person of Jesus, folks. That's not the intention. The intention is to draw everybody's attention to the Word, which is Christ. Amen? So the next day, the Word decided to go to Galilee. The Word found Philip. Let me tell you, it's amazing how time, when you read the Bible, how quickly the Word will find you. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Listen to me, folks. The Bible tells us in Hebrews, it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This Word knows you better than you know yourself. And then when you enter into, a word, into an experience with the Word, it will begin to reveal things about you and who you are and what you call to be that you never, ever experienced. That's why the enemy wants to distract us and keep us away from the Word. 
The word knows you. Say this, my Bible knows me better than I know my Bible. Okay? So it goes on to say, it goes on to say, the word found Philip and said to him, come follow me. Say this, the word speaks. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and found and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, or his name is the Word. The son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth exclaimed, so here comes the discrimination that filled Nathanael's heart. Nazareth, Nathanael exclaimed, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached the word, as they approached the word, said, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. I can imagine the shock on Nathaniel's face. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. The word replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see even greater things than this. Nathaniel came into contact with the Word. He found out that the Word knew him better than he knew himself. And just like that, Nathaniel was transformed. I think the message summarized that I wanted to share with you this evening, simply put, is this. That your relationship with God is only as serious as your study of the Scriptures. Your desperation to change, our desperation to change and be conformed into the image and likeness of Jesus is only ever as strong as our desire to want to read the Word. You see, this has always been and always will be the greatest goal of Christian Family Church International Bible College. Our desire is to want to help you understand the Word so that in so doing, you begin to understand the Father, to cause you to fall more in love with Jesus. How? By falling more in love with His Word. And so tonight, give God a hand of praise. And so tonight, in the brief time I've had, tonight in the second part of this message part, we want to we celebrate some people who did exactly that, just like Jeanette and thousands, over nearly 20,000 people before her that have enrolled on Bible College. And I want to make this personal appeal that if you've not enrolled on Christian Family Church Bible College, if you've not done CFCI Bible College, I want these words to keep you awake at night. That's my prayer. Father, hear my prayer. You said, Lord, you would do whatever I asked in your name. I ask in Jesus' name that for all those that have not enrolled on Bible college, that they would have many sleepless nights until they decide to follow the Word of God and to fall in love more with the Word of God. Can I get an amen? That came from the Bible college students. I can see everyone else was going, la, 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 la. But that's my heart's cry is that you come on Bible College, that you experience the Word, and that you are transformed. 
Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.